Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight, the show is going to the dogs. <laughs> no, literally. Um, we are here to tell you about Race to the Sky. It's a mushing dog race. Um, been going on for decades, and it's a qualifier for the Iditarod. Um, folks up in Lincoln, Montana, put this on. It's happening on Saturday, the 11th of February. And everyone's invited to come up. There'll be about 300 people up there, a bunch of dog teams. Uh, you get up there at noon on Saturday. You can see the vet checks and all the how the dogs are so excited to go do this. And then they take off at 2 o'clock. There's a 100-mile race and a 350-mile race, I think. We're going to talk to one of the organizers, Pam, in just a second here. And she'll fill us in on all the blanks. And she's going to talk about the love of the dogs and also her love of this place called Montana. But we have sponsors. We need to get them in real quick. Um, Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Denture Center out of Eugene, Oregon, one of our biggest sponsors. Uh, Michael is a great dentist, great guy, cares about your mouth, your teeth, your health, your freedom, a very outspoken man. And I, I, I'm lucky to call him my friend. Uh, but he is one of our sponsors. If you are in the Oregon area and you're looking for a dentist and you want somebody, you know, I think a lot of us want people now um, not who just believe what we believe, but we want people, we want to do business with people who, who um, have the same values we have. And he's a guy, if you're looking for somebody who really does value uh, your voice, um, he is a guy that you really need to contact. Um, our other sponsor is our first sponsor here in Montana, and it's Montana Oral Surgery and Dental Implant Center located in Helena, Montana. And we realize that Everybody's not in the market, you know, looking for who's going to be my oral surgeon. But when your dentist or doctor tells you you need one, um, who do you go to? We're going to be doing videos for them on different doctors and staff members that will be on their website. So you can just go check out their website and go, oh, and see who the, which doctor matches what you think and kind of find out what they believe and what they do. So it's going to be real helpful for you. And it helps us. We love having them sponsor our, our shows. Plus, uh, they're an organization that really cares about the community. And so tonight they're sponsoring an event in Lincoln, Montana, uh, that is important to the people of Montana and very important to the small communities around Lincoln, Montana. So if you guys are, when you're in the market and you do need that oral surgeon, you want somebody who can do the job right <laughs> the first time. And these guys are the people to call. And our other sponsors, Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, um, wonderful organization in Oregon that works with people with different abilities to make their lives better. Um, any kind of assistance from total assistance to just going in and checking on them, making sure they're okay. So it's giving people the ability to have a life that they want to have. And we'll hear a little bit from Mark at the end of this show. So let's just kind of get right into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Find out about this weekend's event, the race to the sky. Pam, come on in and join. Really fun show for you tonight. Race to the sky. Um, this has been going on for years. Uh, it's a dog sled race um, way up in the little place called Lincoln, Montana, which is about two and a half hours from where I am in Townsend. Um, and if I say anything wrong, Pam, you can correct me when we get you on here. Um, but we have the woman who's kind of been spearheading this for many years. She's got a lot of volunteers and a lot of help. But uh, this is kind of her baby. And uh, it happens this coming weekend. And so I'm just going to bring Pam on here. And now because she's in the middle of nowhere, we have to do this with a phone too, because um, otherwise it's not going to work. Pam, welcome. 
Thank you. So tell me, what is this race to the sky? <laughs> it's the most wonderful experience that you can have in the wintertime. <clears throat> it's, it's happening not this weekend, but it's happening next weekend. Everything starts on the 10th and the, the race itself starts on the 11th in Lincoln. And it's a whole bunch of noise and it's a whole bunch of dogs just waiting to run. <laughs> so this, and it's, it's kind of a big deal because this is like a precursor. The people in this can, this is to, they have to do well on this in order to get into the Iditarod. Yes, this is a race to the sky has always been a qualifier for Iditarod. So they have to finish this and they have to do all the paperwork and sign, have the marshal and the vet sign off on their race. Um, it has to be a competitive race, and then they can sign up and um, and be qualified to run Iditarod. So how far do these teams go and how many days? Kind of explain to people, because I don't think a, a lot of my viewers are probably not going to know any, much about a, a dog sled race. Well, I'll give you a little bit of history. Um, the race has been around for, this is our 38th year. Wow. And it started out as a 500-mile Iditarod qualifier. <clears throat> the first distance race in Montana, and it's uh, and when I say continuous distance race, it means once they start the race, they keep running. They will uh, rest on the checkpoints. They'll race on the trail, but it's once the clock stop starts, then it doesn't stop until you've crossed the finish line. Okay. So they have mandatory checkpoints that they have to go into, and um, we have like 10 vets this year, I think, that will be taking care of the dogs and their welfare. <clears throat> so anyway, this is a 38th year. It started out as a 500-mile race, and then it went to a 350, and it's been se several different distances. But now we have a 300-mile race and a 100-mile race. And how many days do they get to do this? Uh, well, the race starts for the 300 on Saturday and they usually finish it on Monday night. And so, so. You, you were telling me on the phone that, you know, they, there's many of the stops are, are, there's shelter and, you know, places to sleep. I mean, it's, it's nice, mm -hmm. but you said there's a couple of stops or one or two that like you're, you're kind of on your own. Well, the Owl Creek is a primitive checkpoint and the only thing that's up there is a race marshal and a race vet <laughs> and they so they have to bring everything up there it's a drop bag checkpoint so they can have things dropped in there just like i did a rod and it's just to show us that they can take care of themselves and and all of them can so it's not a worry but you know we just put that in there giggles and kit so so you and your husband used to kind of organize this. He passed a few years ago. So you're really kind of taking this on. And your business is about dogs and dog sleds and all of this. Okay. So okay. My, my husband was actually the, the person that had the brainstorm to have this distance race in Montana. And so he got together with a committee of probably four people, four volunteers, and put the first race on, which was a 500-mile race. And it was tough. And he actually ran the, he organized, helped organize it. And he ran that first race. Wow. So, um, so he was until he, until his death, he was actually, he and I met at the race to the sky. Oh, seriously. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you fell in love was with dogs. Well, I fell in love with the dogs before that, <laughs> but um, I was on uh, I was on McDonald Pass near Helena when I first moved to Montana from Wisconsin, and there was a I was cross country skiing, and there was a dog musher coming toward me, and I was just mesmerized. I just I was watching him and just thinking that is the coolest thing I've ever seen, and he stopped right in front of me. And he said, you look like you're interested in dog mushing. And I said, I believe I am. So this dog musher stops right in front of me uh, with his six beautiful Siberians. And and I start asking him, just firing questions at him because I was so excited. And at the end of our conversation, he said, do you want to take the team down the hill? And I said, you mean get on this? You mean I thought it was going to be a passenger. He said, no. You can drive the team down. <laughs> I said, really? <clears throat> so, of course, I got on the sled. And the only thing he told me, he said, this is the break. This is what you're going to need. Because the dogs know what to do. The dogs know what to do, yes. And so his wife was at the bottom of the mountain. And she um, helped me get the team stopped. But that was my first experience with sled dogs. And that was a long time ago. And I'll tell you what. That made such an impression that I said, if there was ever, I went to all the sprint races after that in Montana. And then I said, if there's ever a distance race, I'm going to be part of it. And 38 years later, I am still part of it. What is it about it for you, Pam? You know what? It's the dogs. It's the excitement of the dogs. When you watch these dogs, even as puppies, all they want to do is run. That's all they want to do. And if you let them do that, they are the best pets you can have. If you don't let them do that, they will rip up your couch. They will put holes in your backyard. They will escape from the fence, everything. <laughs> They're just, they have to, they have a lot of energy and they just need to harness that. So you're so into this that you and your husband created a business and tell us about the business and what you guys do. Yes, he actually started the business over 40 years ago. And um, we make dog sleds and equipment for dog sledding. We also make uh, ski drawing equipment and um, we make all the harnesses. Uh, behind me, there's a whole harness wall. And then all the boxes behind me, there's all sorts of collars and dog jackets and, you know, all sorts of things that you need for when you're a dog musher. But also ski joring is for anybody. If you have one dog that wants to pull, take them ski joring. I mean, I've skied, I've skied my entire life. And so going from just regular uh, cross country skiing to skiing with one or two dogs pulling me was oh easy transition. And it's something I do every day now. Every day really? in the winter, I go out. So I want to come up there and shoot some video and have you do that and show me. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I said, I want to come up there with a video camera and show oh. you doing that. I think that would be so. I've been trying to do it because I hear they do this with horses in Montana. And I haven't been able to connect with anybody. But with the dogs, that would be super <clears throat> There are so many tour operators in Montana. I can't even begin to tell you how many there are. There's a, a brand new one near Bozeman. There's um, one near Olney. There's actually two near Olney. There's another one in uh, Big Sky. Uh, let's see, where else? 
There's so, there's several of them that run tours um, in the wintertime. And that is one of the best ways to get to see these dogs actually working. There's one place that lets you drive your own sled. Wow. Okay. So you can get that feeling of being so free and yet being totally dependent on these dogs to get you back. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that the connection <laughs> for people? And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of trust with the dogs that you'll take care of them. And there's a lot of trust with us that they'll take care of me. And so it's that bond there that, I mean, you just get anything stronger. I love that bond. Uh, it's you being out there with nature and, and, and you're out there and there's no one around when you're doing this. And, and it's just those dogs and you, and that's probably, you know, and I guess God and, and, and you're on your own. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's quiet. There are no distractions. It's just you and your dogs just out there doing what they love to do and what I love to do. And so it's just um, <clears throat> you come back, you know, some runs are really good. Sometimes they sometimes they mind you and they do every, everything that you want them to do. Sometimes they don't have a good run and, and you have to come back and you still have to be happy. You can't be sour because you don't ever want to do anything to sour them. Right. And, uh, and every dog is different. So you have to treat every dog differently. Cause they each have a personality and you, you, and, you get to, and you know that because you're working with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if people want to come and watch, when is the best time to get there to see the dogs off? Um, what would that, what, what would that be? That would be Saturday, February 11th <clears throat> at high country snack foods in Lincoln. And it would be, we'll start, I would come earlier. The start of the, both of the, the 300 and the 100 mile race will be um, at two o'clock but I would come earlier and walk around and meet some of the mushers and, you know, watch the dogs. Some of them are going to be getting vet checks that day. So you can watch them be checked over by a vet. Okay. Um, and it's, it's like a carnival atmosphere, but it is so much fun. And there's going to be, um, <clears throat> there'll probably be 300 dogs there. <laughs> wow. Barking and howling and pulling and just so excited. They can't, they can't wait to start running. And then once that, once that um, hook is pulled, they go shooting out of the, the start shoot. They just are flying out of there. <laughs> so what, tell me about Lincoln and where you live. Cause you live out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, your best, your neighbors are elk, grizzly bear and wolverines. Yeah. I actually live um, about six miles North of Olney which is between Whitefish and uh, Eureka. And I live, I have mountains on both sides of me. <clears throat> if I wanted to, I could drive a dog team to Canada from here. Really? Yeah, I could drive, I could go up the North Fork and go into Canada. But I mean, you live, you, you live very remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it started out that we were looking for a place that we could run dogs right from the house. And this piece of property came up. I don't have a lot of acreage, but on three sides of me, I have um, state forest, uh, state forest trails. 
and roads that I can go on. So we, we, um, when he was, he was the professional musher, I was just more of a recreational and sprint races. <clears throat> and so the, this property was purchased because we wanted to be able to run from our house and not have to truck dogs and, mm -hmm. you know, drive somewhere before we could run. So, so we have great access to trails here. We just have to put them in ourselves by snowmobile. So do the, um, how many dogs, do you still have dogs? I only, uh, this is a kind of a sad thing because after Jack passed away, I did a little bit more mushing, but running the company and doing all the things that I needed to do, I, um, I kind of switched over. We were kind of downsizing at that time anyway. And so I, I used the rest of the dogs that we had for ski jarring and I did a lot of runs with ski jarring. <laughs> Um, so the, all of the original sled dogs are gone now. They've all passed away. Uh, many of them had 14, 15 year, 16 year old lives. So, um, and then I have a naughty, naughty, naughty rescue dog <laughs> that I'm, that I run. Uh, she loves to ski tour, <clears throat> but she is, um, she thinks she's a diva. <laughs> <laughs> So last thing I'll ask you, describe for me, Montana. <clears throat> I think when they say it's the last best place, I think there isn't any other way to describe it than that. Um, several things. I'll first off start with what Montana is not. It does not have good internet. It does not have good satellite TV or anything like that. It has um, slow speeds for everything. Everything takes longer. Sometimes things are cost more, <laughs> but it all is balanced out by if you are an outdoor person and you love to hike, you love to be out in the outdoors, uh, you know, protecting the wilderness and just having fun with sled dogs or whatever it is that you like to do, cross-country skiing, whatever it is, camping, this, this is a perfect place. It's a, like a little slice of heaven. And the scenery, you can't beat the scenery. From my window, I look at the striker at Stryker Ridge, which is a mountain uh, just near here. Um, and for me to, to get into the mountains, it's two miles from my house to get into the mountains. So I have, I have the perfect piece of property <laughs> and, and every week somebody comes by wanting to purchase it, but I'm not moving from here. <laughs> so so th th they're never going to take you out of there. Your, your, your final resting place will be right there. <laughs> property. <laughs> I've, had a couple of, I've had a couple of close calls too. I had a mountain lion not too long ago looking in my front window. I also had a bear that wanted to get in my house and he clawed every single one of my screens trying to get in the house. Wow. So it's so, a dangerous place to live. I've had um, a couple of times, <laughs> I was stalked by a mountain lion when I was out walking and uh, he, he followed me all the way home. But, but that, <clears throat> but that, ruggedness is part of the thrill of living here too. You know what my husband said when we, when he, um, after he asked me to marry him, um, 
And I said, yes, about a year later, I said, you know, how come you were, you're putting me into situations that are too hard for me to do? And he goes, well, I just needed to know whether you're going to be tough enough, or this was before we were married. And he said, I just needed to know that you were tough enough. And I said, tough enough for what? And he said, tough enough to be married to a, to a dog musher. <laughs> and you were, you out. So you have to be able to carry a 40 pound bag of dog food. You have to be able to cut up meat, frozen meat for dogs. You know, there's just so many things involved with having sled dogs, but I loved every minute of it. And I miss not having a bunch of sled dogs here because I loved going out and just spending time with them. Yeah. So Pam, one more time, tell people how they can see the start of the, of the race and where they come and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, it, the race start is February 11th, Saturday. The actual race start is at two o'clock, but you can come early. It's at High Country Snack Foods in Lincoln. It's actually a G beef jerky plant. And they have a great big archway that they made specially for Race to the Sky. So it compares to the, the burled arch um, for Iditarod. It's a very, very beautiful archway that we start. Come, come early. Um, bring a picnic lunch or if it's nice or and just come and watch and share the teams on. Ask questions if you want to and, and just be there. It's, it's a family event. It's fun. Uh, the kids can go sledding if they want to. There's a great big hill there. Um, there's just lot, it's just lots of fun. And it's actually electric, the whole thing. If you don't come away from that experience electrified, you're missing something. Because those dogs are so charged. And they just, they would do anything to, to uh, for the musher to just pull the hook and let them go. And they're yeah. just chomping at the bit to do that. One last really quick comment. A few weeks ago, my wife and I went to Sealy Lake. We came back through Avon, had lunch at the Avon Cafe, and your poster is in there talking about, I was going to the bathroom. It's actually in the bathroom. I'm standing there, and I look over, and here's a poster that says, the race to the sky. And I went, oh, my gosh. And, and they had several posters in there. So they've obviously been a sponsor or supporter of you guys for a long time. They're actually a sponsor this year, too. I, it was really fun to see because what a cool little place and that people get that excited about it. You must be doing something right, Pam. Well, and we actually have we still have sled banners. We have one or two sled banners to to sell yet. We have a couple of extra mushers this year um, that we weren't planning on that are coming and that's another thing, you know, if somebody wants to be a sponsor, they can go ahead and purchase a sled banner. I mean, it would have to be done in the next day or two. But um, the musher carries the sled banners for the sponsor. And then after the race, they sign them and they hand them back to the sponsor. Pam, so that's another way to have a little little piece of the race in your business. Pat Beckstrom, thank you so much for, first of all, what you do. Second of all, for joining me and being on the show. And third, I, I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk to my wife and hope I'll call you back, but I'm going to let you know, but hopefully we'll come up on that Saturday and I'll shoot some video <laughs> and uh, put something out there for my audience so they can see the, um, the electrifying experience. I've done this yeah. once before 
and it is. Those dogs just, the hardest part about doing it is you're trying to interview people and you got, rah, 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 rah. I mean, it's just yiping everywhere. <laughs> <Don't> it? <laughs> there is a lot of noise. <laughs> there is a lot of noise. Pam, thank you again. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. So <clears throat> the good news is we are going. Uh, Kathy called over the weekend, found a room at a, a hotel there. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have a nice little steakhouse. We're going to go spend one night up there. So we'll go up Saturday. I'll grab some video and post it out there for you guys to see. Um, can't do any live. <laughs> no internet and Facebook. But we'll get that all covered for you. Um, so again, we want to thank our sponsors, Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Denture Center in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, great sponsors, great dentist. Um, I've had crowns done by Dr. Bratlin. They're awesome. I mean, I have no problems with them. Uh, our other sponsor, new sponsor, first Montana sponsor. Uh, they'll always be my first Montana sponsor, the Montana Oral Surgery and Dental Implant Center in Helena, Montana. Um, if you're looking for, if you find out that your dentist says you need oral surgery or you need this or you need... These are the people, and we'll be doing some videos to show you who they are and what they believe. And also, Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities. They work with people with diff different abilities, but Mark's going to talk to you for just a minute and a half here to tell you if this is kind of bigger than just servicing the, the clients that he has. This is really about what do you want in your life? But this kind of work offers you is an opportunity to see things from a very, very different perspective. It's something that you will build into your portfolio of life skills and life experiences that will change your outlook, I think, frankly, for the rest of your life. I know that sounds very dramatic, but I think that I think it really is. I think it is very, very real. We are demonstrating that we value this work, not just with words, but also economically and all and being able to provide to people a, a place that you can you can make a decent living and, and you can do something that is not only important and meaningful, but you can also provide for your family as well. And so as you go out there and what I, what I would say to, especially to young people, look at your next steps is, is look at what, look at what the pandemic should have taught you is that life is very fragile. Things are very fragile and you're going to be out there and you're going to be working for a long time. And so what I would suggest to you is, is choose work that is, that is meaningful. Uh, when you look at it, don't just look at, you know, don't just look at how much money you can make and all those things, but also look at what kind of a legacy am I going to leave? Am I going to make a difference? Wise words from a very wise man. Um, <clears throat> one other thing, um, what's coming up this week. So tomorrow night we have Ann Vandersteel from the Freedom Foundation coming on to talk about this move to make people nationals. Um, I don't have enough information to explain it to you. That's why she's coming. But a lot of people I know are doing that. And so we're going to have a little conversation about that. Then on Wednesday, we have PDX Real, R-E-A-L. Uh, it's an organization in Portland that's trying to get people on board, getting Portland back to being the beautiful city that it was, you know, five, six years ago. Um, so we're going to talk with one of the organizers from there, look at some of the problems they're having and some of the solutions that they're recommending for Portland. And then on Thursday, another Portland-based group called RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Uh, Greg Shoemaker is going to come on. And also, I think Mark Thielson is going to come on. He was a candidate for governor. Um, talk about what they're doing, because they are also moving in that same direction, trying to get Oregon back to being Oregon instead of a whole.
Um, and so we're going to feature those folks uh, for you. Uh, again, thank our sponsors. Thank you for being here. Please share this on your page. Um, we're getting some uh, crap from uh, uh, the old Facebook gods. And so if you could take this and share it, that would be very, very helpful to us. All right. Have a great night and thanks for being here and we'll see you later.